Good to get Robin Miller back in the Freak Nation. It means there's going to be some IndyCar racing coming up. And I I joke half-heartedly, Robin Miller, that I may have celebrated three birthdays since the last time we saw a G-Damn IndyCar race. Are we going to finally get this IndyCar series on track to where we don't have to wait generations to, to get to different seasons? Well, I mean, that's obviously such a huge obstacle when you have six months off and you fall off the radar and your TV ratings aren't real aren't very good to start with. And just let me give you the greatest example I can. Charlie Kimball brought some people to the Indy 500 last year. And after the race, they said, now, now what do you do the rest of the year, Charlie? <laughs> he says, well, we go to Detroit and, uh, you know, mid-Ohio and Gateway. And, oh, there's more races? So, I mean, does that tell you right now that it's just, it, it just kind of, it's just, uh, unless you're a diehard, you know, you don't, it's hard to keep up with. And, you know, I think Mark Miles, they've talked to Australia and New Zealand and, you know, I think if Pato, I think Pato's going to be tough this year, Pato Ward. I think Mexico City could be in play, but, you know, to start early, you guys know in North America, where are you going to go? You can't go to Phoenix, nobody's going to go to the race. You can't go to Fontana, it's going to be a short track. Um, I, I don't know what, to, I don't know where they go. I, that's just it. I mean, I think March's probably about as early as they can start. That's so interesting. Robin Miller with NBC Sports joining us here in the Freak Nation. And there was some testing this weekend. And again, because the series has kind of been off the radar for the last six months, it was weird to not see as much hype about the IndyCar test at Indianapolis this weekend through social media. But it happened. Drivers, for the most part, were okay with things. It seemed like Graham Rahal was very excited. Joseph Newgarden has to be happy topping the charts. But passing was an issue. And there's this whole argument going on now between drivers of should we push to pass? Should we not push to pass? What's Robin Miller's feelings? Oh, I was at the push to pass test. And Dixon and Rossi and Newgarden all said, uh, we don't need to push to pass at the Indy 500. And I agree with them. We have, we don't need another, no more gimmicks. We don't, we got pushed to pass for road courses and street courses. That's good. No, we, we don't need. And you know what? There's, they'll be passing in the race. There always is. I mean, there's, they've, done a couple things to the cars and you know restarts are where everything happens anyway all i ever say is when people get done at, at the end of the day they're like was that a good race or a bad race well if mm-hmm. you got two guys that trade the lead i don't know five times in the last 10 or 15 laps like we've had in the last five years I'd say that's a pretty good race for 500 miles and yeah maybe there's not six thousand passes like the hanford device but it's it's a lot more pure I mean, I remember Alex Denardi used to just rant and rave about how he hated the handwritten device. That's just phony racing. He goes, that mean, doesn't mean anything to lead. And he was right. So Dixon said it best. Indy's not supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be the toughest race there is. And guess what? You win Indy by working with your car, good pit stops, good strategy, and knowing when to make your move. And last year... You know, Sato looked like Rick Mears, so he, he won the race. And, yeah, I mean, maybe Dixon has something for him if they go back to green. But, you know, I, I, all the bitching and moaning, oh, we got to finish under green. No, we don't. It's a no. race. That's it. Sorry. No, I'm <laughs> I mean, completely I know with I'm you. way too old to cover this shit. I just, I just look at these people and go, really? These people have been writing in for the last couple of weeks in the mailbag. I, I think IndyCars ought to go in the dirt. Yeah, that's a great idea. That, ooh, that'd be a great show. Yeah, let's pull out some of them old IRL cars and run them at Good Eldora with them. That'd be a great show, wouldn't it? I mean, people have lost their minds. 
Well, yeah, Robin, hold on. Twenty-six cars this year at every race. I think we- we're going to have more winners than we've ever had. I think it's going to be. I think the youth is going to take over. I think Herta and Award are going to battle for the championship. Ooh. I don't know how you can get much closer and better racing. I don't know what people want. Well, you know, what do you guys think? What people want, I think you've just nailed it right there. What people want is water cooler conversation and to look cool in the office and the office pools during the week. And they're getting that with NASCAR, even if NASCAR's ratings are down. So, yeah, all the gimmicks and and tricks that NASCAR is pulling out, people just automatically default that. We got to have that with IndyCar because I got to be able to talk to my friends about something cool in sports. So, yeah, somehow what the series needs is to figure out their identity again and get back into bigger circles. It's just not happening. But the racing is freaking bitching. I don't know why people can't grasp onto the fact that this, these are good drivers and they deserve your eyeballs. I think the problem, <laughs> excuse me. The problem is NASCAR had 3 million people watch the Bristol dirt. And I use that term very loosely. <laughs> they watched the Bristol dirt race. 3 million people watched on a Monday afternoon. Uh, IndyCar couldn't get a million people on NBC two or three times last year, and they're going to have nine network races this year. The biggest problem is we don't have we, our, our fan base is just it's vanished, and and yep. I, and nobody. I, I don't know how you get it back. I don't know, you know, IndyCar came up with a new marketing plan about these are athletes. Who cares? It's the racing. It's the names. I mean, promote the drivers and how young they are and how fast and brave they are and how you know you're going to the first turn in India, two hundred twenty-eight miles an hour. I mean, do something that's going to grab you by the throat. I mean, it's just, uh, it's frustrating because, um, I just don't think Indy Kernos, you know, I just don't think they're not a promote. I don't think they're not a market. I think, uh, I'm not sure that can save it, but it's just, you know, I mean, it's like running during the Super Bowl, they run an ad for the Indy 500 in Indiana. We don't need a Super Bowl ad in right. Indiana. Right. People are going to the race anyway. We need yes. Super Bowl ads all over the country so people go, oh, yeah, the Indy 500. Yeah, maybe I'll check that out. So I don't know. I mean, I try, you know, you try to give people the benefit of the doubt, and it's not easy, but, you know, I just don't see people going to races like they did when I grew up. They just don't care. It's just that they just assume watch. They can look at their phone. If they have time, they'll push the IndyCar app or the NASCAR app, the IMSS app, World of Outlaws, USAC, watch it on streaming and go to the race. Nah, that's too big a hassle. Right. Robin Miller joining us here in Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. We all thought Robin, uh, Robin, Roger Penske would be the savior for the series. But it's, I mean, I know coronavirus just screwed with a lot of plans, and, and but we can't use that as an excuse because NASCAR did not use it as an excuse. Supercross did not use it as an excuse. They actually, they did things that were even better for the series to get more eyeballs into certain aspects of things. And IndyCar always kept just in my opinion, kept to be the copycat. Like, oh, if they're going to go virtual racing, we're going to go virtual racing. They cut back their PR staff. And I'm like, you can't do that in this time. We need more driver interviews out there interacting on social media. I just, I don't understand where Roger Penske, I mean, there's Mark Miles' side of things, but Penske's the owner now. Where is he in all of this? Well, don't forget, if we didn't have Roger Penske, there wouldn't be an IndyCar series right now. Got it, got (laughs) it. So much money. And had to rent tracks and have double headers at Iowa and Road America and Mid Ohio and Indianapolis triple header or whatever, just to keep the thing to 17 races, 16 or whatever it was, because a lot of teams were going to have to give money back if you didn't have at least I don't know 15 or 16 races. I can't remember what, what I was told, but it's just 
it's not, you can't snap your fingers and say it's going to change. You can't, you can't do it overnight, but I would like to see them spend more money on like that wonderful Fox ad where they got all, they show some spins and they show people's personality in the end. They got Kyle Bush looking at the camera at a press conference and said, I'm only here so I don't get fined. Right. That's, the kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> That's what IndyCar needs. Yep. There's a lot of personality in IndyCar, as you guys both know. I mean, show it off. Spend some money on a national TV ad that IndyCar has to pay. Don't waste whatever you just wasted on this advertising thing in Chicago about athletes. Are you kidding? Who cares? That's not going to sell one ticket. Yeah. yeah. We're talking with Roger Miller, IndyCar insider. Uh, Robin Miller. I'm sorry, Robin Miller. Robin, the... We've talked about IndyCar not promoting things in the offseason, but don't the teams have some responsibility to promote themselves, the drivers, uh, the personalities of the drivers? Don't they have some responsibility to do that? Well, they've, you know, they have their own little podcast and stuff like that. It's just that they don't have, you know, we all, we all were hoping that with IMSP right here and NBC as the motorsports channel that we could at least get a 30 minute weekly show during the season or the off season, either one, uh, on Indy cars that you got Hinch living in Indy. You could get new garden in here. I mean, it wouldn't take any time to get him Canons here. And, you know, just, just let those guys kind of run with the show and you don't have to have a format, just a, just a big BS session, something like that. <laughs> but you don't have, you know, NASCAR lost NASCAR America. I mean, NBC pulled a plug on that. So you guys know, I mean, you had a TV show. I worked on a couple of good TV shows. I just don't know. I don't know. There just doesn't seem to be any in. It just doesn't seem to be. There's not enough interest or advertising or whatever it takes to keep this stuff on television. But hmm. I would, I would hope, I don't know what's going to happen to the TV package. You know, I think if uh, Fox might have a little interest, I heard, but. NBC is the place that NBC has done such a good job of promoting IndyCar racing. I mean, they've done more to promote IndyCar racing in the last couple, three years than they they had, they had in 30 years with ABC. I mean, you're That's watching true. the Kentucky Derby or you're watching and they're promoting the Indy 500 or they're promoting the next race at Gateway or whatever it is. So they've got a good TV partner. It's just that NBC is cutting back because they're like, look, we spend a lot of money and nobody watches this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, what are we going to do? I mean, to think that we're going to have nine network races this year, that's unbelievable. I mean, people, some guy, some guy last week at the, called, wrote in the mailbag and said, well, it's time to get a new TV partner. NBC sucks. I'm like, what planet are you on? Nine <laughs> network races with this, with the TV ratings we get? You should kiss your lucky stars if they have nine. Uh, you know, people are stupid, unrealistic, Yep, morons. <laughs> well, that's Robin. That's a way to influence people and win over fans by calling them morons. Well, that, I'm that, sorry. There's a lot of there's a lot of great open wheel fans in the country, and there's a lot of morons out there that don't pay any attention. <laughs> they think they've got the answer. They think, you know, all the bitching and moaning. Like Two hundred people didn't go, go get to watch the test over the weekend. So what? Watch it for free on the internet. What the hell? Who cares? With Robin Miller. It, just, it makes me crazy. They just bitch and bitch and bitch 
about everything. Robin True. Miller. True. Wait a minute. Let me get let me get a word in here. <laughs> let me get a word in here edgewise, Robin Miller. I've been make gonna make you part of the freak nation. Come on. All right. Now I'm gonna here's the question I dare you to answer. All right. There was a story that we looked at a couple of weeks ago that seemed to question the deep pockets of the Pinsky, uh, Roger Pinsky and the Pinsky media and his son. Do you think that has something, any truth to that? And do you think that has anything to do with IndyCar not getting the money it needs to promote itself? No. Pinsky media is, is Jay Pinsky, and that's Rolling Stone Magazine. Roger doesn't have anything to do with that. That's not Roger's deal. Well, yeah, no, that's no. Roger Roger Penske Automotive last year had a, had the best year they've ever had. So while he took a while he took a big hit racing wise, well, you know, not selling tickets to any of the races in Indianapolis except the Harvest Grand Prix. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he had a good year business wise in the automotive side, and you know, I think. I mean, he's the smartest man I've ever met, and um, I know he's got a plan, And but it's going to take a while, and he's 83 years old. I just hope he, he maintains that health and that attitude, because without him, uh, we have no hope, uh, because he's got power, and he's got influence, and he's got the respect of the worldwide business community, and I give him a chance to, <coughs> excuse me, I give him a chance to find a major title sponsor that can put some money in the series of the Indy 500. He knows the purses suck and they got to have some help. That's what's so amazing that we're going to have 23 to 25 cars every race. All the sponsors didn't run away. They all came back and we added a couple. I mean, to me, that's the story of the year. I don't know how we, I don't know how that happened, but you know, I'm not saying it's great big money. It's certainly not like the car heydays in the nineties, but it's, it's enough to keep people on the racetrack. And that's, Pretty amazing. IndyCar Insider, NBC Sports, Robin Miller joining us here in the Freak Nation. Curious, what's the average? Do you, do you have an average number yeah, for? Uh, away, but I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Well, I mean, listen, G, uh, GD can get by, but the S bomb can't get by. It already has. But <laughs> ten o'clock on the East Coast, we're fine. <laughs> hey, uh, what? That's if, right. Hey, what do IndyCar drivers make now? Oh, that's a good question. I think Dixon's probably the highest paid at four million, and I would imagine Will Power and Newgarden and Rossi are around two, and everything else is I don't know from seven fifty to a million or whatever you bring to a team and get your percentage off the top. Wow! But certainly nothing like the heydays of cart. When Michael and, and Alan Sir Jr. were making six six or seven million dollars up front, and and Toyota and Honda were, at, were and Mercedes were throwing money at drivers and teams. I mean, those are the <laughs> those are the glory. We were talking the other day, Dixon and I and Steve Shunk at lunch, and we were just talking about. I said, Dixon, you might have been the last guy to get in on the engine money. He goes, Well, I got in on it, but I wasn't. I missed it by a couple of years of really breaking the bank, like Dario and Kanan and those guys and Kenny Brack. And, and that's probably true because it was an obscene amount of money those guys were getting paid. And, um, you know, 
you watch a guy play golf for four days and he makes $1.8 million and you win 8500 and risk your life for three hours and you make half that after taxes and you get your 40%. So oh. it's all according to <laughs> oh, what you, uh, what you want to do, I guess. But it's not probably the best time, Kenny, to be an indie driver as far as making a lot of money. You yeah. better love it. You better love it. Isn't that the truth? His Freak Nation, no better insider in IndyCar than uh, Robin Miller, part of NBC Sports. Buddy, thanks for doing this, man. Let's do it again throughout the season. Thank goodness we got a season coming, bud. Well, always, always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Your little girl's getting prettier and bigger, isn't she? Yeah, she is, man. <laughs> Scary. Little crap starter. <laughs> yeah, she is a crap starter. Little crap starter, man. Here, put, 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 a, put a microphone in front of her and a golf club in her hand and don't let her run go-kart. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, okay. No problem. Thank you, Robin. We'll talk to you later. Bye. All right, buddy. Oh, Robin Miller, always fantastic rolling here in the Freak Nation. Coming up. They're morons. Morons. <laughs> Seriously, though, if we had the mailbag that yeah. he, he gets on a daily basis, holy cow. And he, it's just people bitching over and Put over. Indy and cars over. on dirt? Yeah, yeah. Come on, people. <laughs>